clothes on and get ready for an amazing new episode. What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of White Coats Podcast. I cannot believe that we're already on season 7, episode 2. So excited. So happy we made it to the 7th season. And without further ado, let's get started. So today's episode is going to be about how to maximize your shadowing experience. So last time I kind of talked about the importance of shadowing and shadowing in general. Today I'm going to be diving a little bit deeper into how to maximize this experience, how to truly get um, the most out of it, right? Because you're spending your time and effort into going into a dental office or private practice or um, if you're shadowing a medical doctor, you're taking time out of your day and you're going here to get something out of it, to get an experience, to learn, uh, to kind of get a better idea of what you're getting yourself into or see if you're truly liking this career path. And so you want to make sure that you are truly maximizing this experience, right? Because you can be shadowing anywhere. You can be choosing one doctor over another and you want to really evaluate that and see you know, how you can really enjoy, have fun, learn, and kind of get kind of an all-in-one experience. So I'm going to be talking about how to truly maximize this. Um, so if you simply just go into an office and you're not really engaged with any of the staff, the doctor, the doctors, if there's multiple, or even the patients by communicating with them, um, you really aren't maximizing your experience to its full potential. You're not learning you're not really getting to know, um, you know, the different types of procedures or the personality of the doctor, the staff, or kind of, you're just kind of there. And sometimes that could be a little intimidating when you go into an office, everyone knows each other, and you're the only person there that's, you know, not familiar with the office, not familiar with the patients, not familiar with even just the technology that they have or the names of the instruments it's just all new to you so you want to kind of break the ice you want to get to know the staff make small talk with them you know kind of um ease your way into it uh not just kind of be there be a little awkward even though it's hard and intimidating you want to at least try to break that ice um you want to be as involved as possible and as engaged as possible. But what does that really look like? What does that mean? Maybe you want to come into the office a couple minutes earlier than uh, you usually would so that you have time to check out the schedule, um, see what type of patients are coming in, what type of procedures are going to be performed today. Um, or if you don't want to look at the schedule or you may be a little uncomfortable, then you can come in and come in early and ask the doctor or the staff and kind of get a little prepared for the day to come. You want to know what type of procedures you're going to watch, right? So you want to stay aware. Don't go into the day, into the experience or into the, the procedure itself um, being confused or unaware of what's going on because if you do that, You'll most likely be lost for the duration of the procedure. You're not going to know what's going on. Um, maybe there's a little complication or something goes a little unexpected and you won't be able to catch that if the doctor doesn't tell you or if you don't really understand what's going on, then you're not going to be able to evaluate every little detail and kind of see, you know, how the doctor is working and what they're doing. 
You also want to remember that each doctor has a different style. They have a different way of working from holding the handpiece to talking to the patients to the way they drill or what, where they want to start to some degree. So, you know, you, you want to go into it <clears throat> with as much knowledge as possible so that you really are able to understand what's going on instead of just looking and saying, okay, cool, they're drilling around the tooth. Okay, nice. But let's go a little deeper and see how exactly this is being done. All this will help you maximize your experience. It'll help you learn and it'll help you become kind of a stronger dental school applicant too. And while you're, when you go into dental school, you're already going to have some preliminary knowledge that's going to be super helpful to you. So that's kind of um, a few things that I would recommend, right? Every person is different from, but this is based on my shadowing experience, what I would recommend to others. Um, also, if you're comfortable and the doctor's comfortable with it or you kind of ask them about it, you want to ask as many questions as possible during the procedure, of course, without being too, for lack of better words, annoying um, and asking to like bombarding them while they're, of course, they're still working and they're still working on a patient. So, you know, you don't want to rapid fire questions, but you still want to ask and be involved. Um, and if you're confused about something, you're not sure exactly what's going on then it's always a good idea and nice to ask a question because at the end of the day, they know that you're here to learn. And it's not going to be, you know, weird or out of place if you ask a question related to the procedure because ultimately that's why you're there. So even if it may be a little intimidating if you don't know the doctor, don't be. Try to step out of your shell. I know from personal experience because I am a little shy when it comes to meeting new people, um, you know, especially if the whole procedure room is quiet and then you, the new person, is kind of asking questions. It may be a little scary or nerve-wracking, but you always want to remember you're there for a purpose. And everyone at the office, including the doctor and even the dental assistants, they know that you're here to learn. So it's not going to be strange if you ask a question. On the contrary, it's always good to learn and ask questions. That's why you're there. Some doctors also may explain their every move. They like to teach and they like to tell you, okay, now I'm going to start um, bonding the material <clears throat> or now I'm going to start drilling. But some doctors may have a different style of teaching or explaining. So, you know, they might be more on the quiet side and, you know, they like to kind of focus more while they're working instead of um, explaining everything. So you kind of want to develop that relationship with the doctor before, see what they're comfortable with and what they're not. Maybe they want you to ask questions um, during the procedure and that may be perfectly fine. And others may want you to just kind of watch, take notes and ask all your questions at the end. So it all kind of depends on your relationship with the doctor and you definitely want to try to establish that before you go into the procedures. Just that's going to be a little more helpful for you. Um, and we'll just kind of make your overall experience a little more enjoyable, more educational and, you know, more fun. And at the end of your experience, if you've already shadowed a couple of times, multiple times, you're kind of able to look back and evaluate uh, what you feel if did you like it did you not like it? did you enjoy did you learn enough um, 
And with that being said, it's always a good idea to think about this beforehand. Before you start shadowing, you want to know, okay, what am I trying to get out of this experience? What am I trying to obtain from my time here shadowing? Um, that way you're also able to know, is this the right office for me? Is this the right doctor for me? Um, because it's also a type of relationship where you need to, and for lack of better terms, click with the person. You need to kind of have that good relationship and good balance. And if you're not learning or you're not really comfortable there, then maybe you want to reevaluate um, the place that you're shadowing and maybe consider shadowing somewhere else. And that's totally fine. Because whether you spend five hours in one office or five hours in another office, it's the same five hours that you're spending. So you might as well be at a place and shadow at a place where you're learning more and you have a better overall experience. So it's always um, a good idea to evaluate. You know, just because you go and shadow one place, it doesn't mean you're binded to that place and that's the only place you're able to shadow. And don't feel uncomfortable if you have to, you know, stop shadowing at one private practice or one doctor and go to someone else because it's all about your experience. And so, <clears throat> again, it's all about maximizing your experience and just having the best time possible in every realm, in every perspective when you look at it. So a couple of things that you may want to consider is, um, are you just looking to learn about specific procedures, um, especially if you are shadowing a specialist or you're just trying to learn about those specific things that the specialist is doing if you're shadowing an endodontist are you just there to learn about what a root canal is how it's performed the different techniques or do you have kind of a different perspective are you kind of looking to get a little more out of the experience um, also, do you want to get hands-on experience by assisting with the suction or helping uh, passing the instruments to the doctor um, or maybe even learning about sterilization, about how the machine works, how you can package the instruments together and kind of have a more hands-on experience. You may like that. You may not want that. It's all depending on your wants and desires. Um, every person is different, so there's not one wrong or uh, right way of doing things um, also additionally do you want to just watch and take notes that could be another thing that you want to do just kind of sit in the procedures shout out one doctor um, and that's it right and kind of a, a side note is when you shadow um, so in my experience shadowings uh, I've usually shadowed one doctor um, and just kind of seeing, for example, if I was shadowing uh, the doctor doing a filling or a crown, then I would just see the doctor doing the crowns over and over again on different patients. But a good idea uh, to do is to follow the patient's path, right? So if the patient comes in for a, a diagno diagnosis, a consultation, however they may call it in the practice that you're working at, um, the patient comes in for the first time and the dentist is assessing the situation, is assessing the teeth and, um, you know, what may need to be done. Then the next time they come in and they start the procedure and they're coming in for a temporary crown. So you kind of see how they prepare the crown, um, how they're drilling, and then them placing the temporary crown and sending the uh, lab slips out and kind of that whole process. 
Um, and then the next visit is them putting the final crown. So there's kind of multiple stages when a patient comes in. It's not just a one and done type of situation. And so do you just kind of want to see that final stage of when they're putting on the crown, the final crown, and it looks all great and the patient is done? Or do you kind of want to get that start to finish, which is really, in my opinion, the best way to learn. When you go in and there's a new patient, you kind of want to uh, follow that patient's path throughout their journey, uh, throughout their procedure, and throughout you know their path in this office, uh, at least for one specific procedure that they're getting done. And that way you really get the full experience of start to finish. And that's what I would recommend. So that's a really big, um, a re- really big plus, uh, kind of seeing the full rounded perspective. And sometimes it may be multiple doctors working on one case and then you kind of get multiple perspective multiple opinions and you're kind of there to see the whole bigger picture and that's the most important part right because when you graduate and when you start practicing or even when you start practicing at the clinic in dental school in the same lab or on a real patient then you're going to be doing kind of the start to finish not just the end result but how do you get there and so it's really important to evaluate that and see that firsthand so when you go into it in real life you're like okay i got this i know how this works or i've seen this done before and it's not just a shock of oh i didn't know that you had to do this before this right so it's kind of going to give you um a better perspective on what's going on and so that's something to keep note of too are you looking to learn about how the dentist diagnosis as well uh, and how they come up with a treatment plan so that's a really good thing to kind of um, think about do you want to learn how they diagnose or is that not really kind of on your list of priorities Um, so that's something to keep in mind because it's really interesting to see when a patient first comes in the doctor takes a look at the whole mouth all the teeth do they need to refer um, some things to a specialist do they do it in-house are some things more general dentist related while others are more um, specialty related so the diagnostic stage is very interesting and also a great place uh, to start learning too and then after that how do they treatment plan how do they put everything together and prioritize what needs to be done first um, and kind of learn how the first steps come into play and not just okay well today we're doing um, a crown and a filling and a root canal but this diagnostic stage and this treatment planning stage will allude to then the actual treatment itself so it gives you another perspective of how everything's put together and how how do you even get to the position where you know what needs to be done so that's something very very um, helpful when you're shadowing because it gives you it paints the full story and when you come in you're like oh yeah i remember this patient i remember when uh the doctor diagnosed uh this procedure and this needs to be done and when they looked at the x-rays and he pointed this out to me and then you kind of get uh, exposed to a different lens of how to read the radiographs the x-rays a ct scan a panoramic x-ray different things along those lines where you're you're starting to train your brain how to read these different images So that's always uh, really awesome. And then kind of the last thing that I want to touch up on on this section is 
um, after the treatment plan, how do they kind of close the patient? Because if you're working at a private practice and you know that you want to get into a private practice or you want to see if you even like it, it's also a good idea to see um, how they close the patient. How do they present this treatment plan to the patient? Because we all know dental procedures could be quite costly. Um, so how do they present this in a way to the patient where you know they they agree they're able to move forward financially as well um do they take dental insurance and how, how does that all work um do they take um, financing do they allow for financing financing options or treatment planning and so that's kind of a whole other side of dentistry that's very interesting if you're more uh, interested in the business side and the private practice you're already there so it's always it doesn't hurt right it doesn't hurt to learn more be exposed to something new so that's always interesting as well and then what about if you're interested in how <clears throat> the patient comes into the office the check-in you know what type of um, medical questions medical history are needed from the patient how does the front desk interact with the patient in terms of scheduling in terms of um, you know following up with their appointments things along those lines that are more administrative um, tasks and less on the doctor if it's kind of a if that's the setup of the practice and so that's also kind of an interesting thing you know you don't need to spend all your time in the front office right like shadowing the receptionist but it's also, it's always a good idea, a little extra thing to learn. And it kind of gives you, a, again, a more well-rounded perspective. If you're already there, you, you know, you might as well. It's another kind of educational aspect that you can get out of your uh, experience if that's what you desire. And then once you think about these points um, and you conclude a couple, uh, a couple of times of shadowing, you went to the office a couple of times, you want to kind of evaluate, you want to ask yourself these questions, which one of these or other questions did you initially want to obtain from your experience? And were your expectations and desires met? Were they exceeded? Um, were they not really met at all? And you're like, oh, I'm not sure this is the right fit for me. And you're able to you know, maybe stop shadowing at this office and um, look for something else. Now you kind of know the qualities that you're looking for and it'll allow for your next experience to hopefully be better because you know what you want, you know what you're looking for and, you know, you're able to get more uh, out of the experience and, you know, get something that's fair to you, right? Because it's also your time. It's a doctor's time, definitely. And, you know, we should all be grateful for them allowing us to come in. Um, and kind of learn from them but it's also your time and if you're not shadowing at one office you could be shadowing on another office that you can be learning more from and having more fun and it could be a better culture maybe so you want to take those into account too those are always good little important things to know and that's a good way to kind of evaluate after you've been there for a couple times you know do you want to continue uh do you want to go somewhere else or do you need a couple more visits, a couple more times shadowing to see if this is the right fit for you? Um, and then another good tip uh, after you've evaluated or before you evaluated, but kind of before you come in in general uh, to shadow. These are kind of a couple good tips that could be even more helpful if you kind of want to get that extra push 
to start learning um, to kind of get a more in-depth understanding from your shadowing experience. Um, it's a good idea to start learning some basic terminology about dentistry um, and even learning about some of the basic procedures. What do they entail? What are they even called? Um, you know, what goes into the procedure? Um, and, you know, things along those lines. So that could be really, really helpful. I'm going to dive in a little bit deeper in this section because I think this is a very important note. And if you do want that extra push, this could be a, a make or break in your experience, at least from my experience. This was very helpful and I'm very uh, happy that I was able to do this prior to some to some of my time shadowing. In the beginning, I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't know much about it. And that's why I went to shadow. But once I kind of solidified, this is what I want to do. This is the place I want to shadow. I started, I started kind of doing some more, uh, kind of teaching myself, looking up videos online, um, you know, reading a couple articles and kind of educating myself before I came into the office. So a couple examples of this could be learning about how the teeth are referenced or their quote unquote, their names. Each tooth is named or referenced by a number. So if you ever went to the office and they said, uh, we need to extract tooth number nine, and you're a little confused, what is tooth number nine? Um, don't quote me on this, but I think it is a incisor, a central incisor, to be exact, but I'm not, I'm not a doctor yet, <laughs> so don't quote me on that one, but um, I'm pretty sure that's correct. So that's kind of one way to get ahead, learn how the teeth are referenced. Um, <clears throat> so you know, you always look at it from the patient's perspective, right? But it's starting from the patient's right side on their top jaw, their maxilla, starting all the way in the back is tooth number one. It's the um, the molar all the way in the back. It's kind of your wisdom tooth. And you kind of start going around all the way up to the left side and then coming down and back around to the right. So it's a little confusing especially if you don't have if you're a visual learner like me um, and you need to see something in front of you but it's really interesting to see how the teeth are named and referenced uh, that's really helpful and then if you're shadowing um, a doctor either a pediatric dentist or just a general dentist but sees kids as well then the baby teeth actually have a different naming system and that system is based off letters so instead of going from 1 to 32, their lettering system is A to T. And that way, if you hear a doctor talking about uh, a tooth and referencing it with a letter from the alphabet, then you know, okay, this is a baby tooth. So that's something to keep in mind too. And then just learning a little basic anatomy like the maxilla and mandible. The maxilla is the upper jaw, the mandible is the lower jaw. So that could be very helpful too, just to kind of understand more of the dialogue that's going on in the office and you can kind of pick up on more things and you're like oh yeah I know this I remember this and you're not just like well what is number 32 what does that mean I didn't know that 32 was a tooth right so it's always it's kind of gives you a little extra push and then it's always kind of cool to kind of test yourself um, when you're learning and see so it's always a kind of a fun extra thing to do it's not a must but it does help you get a little bit more out of that experience and then you also want to 
uh, learn about the difference between the categories of teeth. So the incisors, the centrals, laterals, canines, premolars, and molars. That's just kind of the different categories. Uh, look, you have two canines in each jaw, and then you have three molars on each side in each section of the jaw. So there's a lot of um, little details that come into the anatomy, but if you kind of get a little ahead with that and you just learn the basic terminology, then you're going to be able to get a lot more out of your experience because you're able to understand other conversations between a doctor and the assistant or, you know, doctor and the patient. If he's explaining something but and you already have that knowledge, then you're you're able to understand what's going on. Because yes, when the doctor is explaining something to you directly, he's gonna he or she is gonna use um, basic terminology that you would understand. But what about when the doctor isn't talking to you and you want to pick up on other things that they're talking about? This is a great way to kind of understand the other conversations going on in the office too. So that's very helpful. Um, and it kind of gives you a little extra boost because you're going to be learning these things in dental school. But if you kind of get a little background knowledge before, you know, it doesn't hurt, you know, it always helps. Um, and then the different surfaces of the teeth. So you have the mesial, buccal, distal, and occlusal surfaces. And these are um, many of the time referenced if, you're, if the doctor is performing a filling, for example, and they say that there's a cavity or, or something needs to be filled on the MO, then you may know that that's the mesial occlusal side of the tooth and that's what, where they need to perform the procedure. And so if you kind of understand um, the basic surfaces, then you're able to understand what the doctor is referencing before they start the procedure or in the middle, um, kind of gives you that extra boost as well. And great ways to learn these things are just by looking it up online, watching a video on YouTube, reading a couple articles, or just ask your dentist if they're willing to explain. And so that's also very, um, a very good way to just learn extra things. It'll give you that boost. It'll m really help you maximize your experience. Once you kind of start playing around and looking online, uh, you may find yourself looking at different videos, including how a crown prep works or how um, a tooth is being filled. What are the steps that need to be done? And so usually on YouTube, you can find videos of different doctors performing the procedures and explaining them or giving subtitles of what's kind of going on. So when you, you're able to pause, uh, go back and kind of get a, a more educated lens. And then when you go into the office, you've seen this before, you know what's going on and you can kind of learn the different steps. And eventually if you assist the doctor, um, the more you know about the procedure, of course, you're gonna know the doctor's next move. And so you're gonna know what, what tool they need next and you'll be able to hand that to them more easily. It'll make the doctor more happy and finish more quickly. Um, and they'll be very impressed with you because you probably know more than most of the students that, are, that have ever shadowed for them. So that's always a plus. And then the last thing that I wanted to cover was the different names of the basic tools or materials that the doctor is going to use. So for example, like a handpiece is the drill, the part that connects to the chair. Um, it has that kind of wire attached to it. And then you can choose whether you want water coming out of it or not. That's kind of the the drill that the doctor's holding the whole time. 
and the thing that attaches to the tip of the handpiece is the burr and there's many different types of burrs the burr is the specific part of the handpiece that's touching the surface of the tooth and that's doing the actual drilling so you know, those are kind of the two main parts um, and the different types of burrs there's a round burr football burr diamond it's always cool to kind of learn more and more about what's going on and you're able to recognize what burr is used for what procedure uh, and that's also really cool and then some other basic tools that are used often are the explorer and the mirror those are packaged usually together if you've seen them in a sterilization kit those are usually packaged together and those are used for uh, examining so the mirror the doctor is able to kind of put in different angles where they're able to see parts of the tooth that they wouldn't be able to see just by looking directly into the patient's mouth so maybe the uh, lingual surfaces distal surfaces so kind of seeing different surfaces that you wouldn't able to see uh, directly um, and then the explorer used for examining you can see if there's a cavity or different things along those lines you're able to see if, um, if the tip of the explorer is kind of sticking onto the occlusal surface or any surface of the tooth then it may be something you want to look into more take an x-ray things along those lines another tool is a periodontal probe this is used to evaluate specifically the gum health um, and you can see if there are different kind of deep pockets around the tooth. Um, if the gum is kind of coming a little bit loose, um, you can measure to see how deep those pockets are. At the tip of the probe, there's different um, markings and those markings are different measurements in different millimeters. Another tool um, is the syringe and that's used to uh, give the local anesthesia. Um, and then some other ones are cotton pliers or tweezers and you know there's a lot of different tools also depending on what type of doctor you're shadowing they may use uh, different types of tools related to the procedures that they perform most often but if you get a basic understanding of the tools a basic understanding of um, how the teeth are referenced the different surfaces and just the different names of the procedures it's gonna be really helpful for you and it'll honestly make your experience more fun because instead of you going into it and you're very confused and you don't really know what's going on and even if you ask questions, but it's a it's something new, it's a new field. You may or may not have already started dental school, probably not, so most of this is very new to you. You know, you're not always expected to know everything. That's totally fine. Um, no one is expecting you to know every little detail going on. So understanding the terminology will be very, very helpful for your own experience. Uh, it'll be very impressive for other people around you. But ultimately, it'll just help you um, have that really solid experience of shadowing. And it'll, it'll be more fun. You know, everyone wants to have fun. You want to learn, but you want to also enjoy. And... Um, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I know it's been a while since the previous episode, but very good to be back. And yeah, I hope to see you on the next one. See ya!